Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you very much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your presence. I hope you had a great weekend and you're ready for a new week ahead. The weather over here was fantastic. Snow was melting and summer is on its way and I cannot tell you what it means. So thank you once again and let's get straight down to this episode. So as the title suggests, we're going to talk about Christianity and Jesus today. The reason being one of my um, one of my listeners asked me a question. Missionaries have been converting Hindus uh, to Christianity. Um, and the reason they've been doing this is by asking... Um, They've been asking literally, telling people literally, uh, that Jesus came to India. And that's why Christianity is part of India and has been part of India a long time. And, and Hindus cannot remove Christianity. Is this what they're saying? I mean, it's all nonsense uh, because they're trying to uh, go against the tide of resurrection of the Indic civilization and all and and people not uh, submitting to their ignorance and their lies. And so that is why they are lying to say that Jesus came to India and absolutely uh, Christianity belongs to India. It started here long before any other place. And so Christianity completely belongs to this land. Um, now, um, sorry, as I was going to say, it's all nonsense. Okay, let, let me explain to you in another way. Jesus did not start Christianity. Christianity was started by the Roman Empire. Jesus was never a Christian. He was a, uh, he was a Jew, a Judean. Okay, very important to understand. Or should I say he was a Galilean uh, of, of Hebrew origin. He lived in Galilee. He was born in Judea, first century Judea. Um, he lived in Galilee. He was considered... Um, a Nazareth from Nazareth, which is in Galilee. Modern day people call him a Galilean Jew, but he's actually a Galilean of Judean or, or Hebrew origin. Um, and that means um, he died in Judea. He was Jewish, as we'd call him today. He was killed by the Romans. Uh, the word Christos, which led to Christianity, only came around 100 years after he died. Okay, so about 100 years in Antakya, which is uh, Antioch, which is modern day Antakya in Turkey, which went through the earthquake recently. So that is important to know. Uh, and finally, his, the descendants of the people of this movement, this political movement, as I like to say, uh, joined the Roman Empire, convinced the Roman Empire that that their uh, Jesus or um, Yeshua was so great, and the Roman Empire started Christianity, and the Christos means eternal. So Jesus, so basically the Roman Empire, that's why Roman Catholics, uh, the Roman Empire started Christianity, made the empire Christian. So the Roman Empire was Christian and they used Jesus as a campaign manager and they 
and he became their PR campaign manager, their spiritual guru, and so on and so forth. The only thing, the more Jesus spread, the Roman beca- the Romans became Christian, the more the empire collapsed because Christianity was a suffocating empire. Um, it's all about punishing people, burning witches, and it, it never stopped really. Um, it didn't invent anything, and people were fascinated with, were angry with it, and so as a result of which, um, as a result of which they, you know, it collapsed little by little. Uh, about fifteen hundred years later, it was over, uh, in its entirety. But Jesus never started Christianity. He was Jewish, as we'd say today, or a Judean. Okay, a Galilean of Judean origin. Um, a lot of people say that he, uh, that, no, should I say writers and, and historians like to say that he came to India. Okay, now one thing is very important to understand is Jesus. Um, the history about Jesus is here till about the age of twelve or thirteen. After that, um, after that, the only thing history talks about is after he's about twenty between twenty seven and thirty years old. So twin, so that age from thirteen to to twenty seven, um, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Okay, there's nothing, absolutely nothing. You're talking a, a good seventeen years, fifteen to seventeen years. There's nothing written on him. So what happened? Where it went? How did it happen? When he died, did he really die? Did he he was did he escape to India? Why if this story comes around? So first and foremost, we're just going to tackle the story, and then we'll say why I think that it's absolute nonsense, and the missionaries are using it to con people. So there's no biblical support for the idea that Jesus meditated in India before beginning his ministry, or um, or when he was a child, did they leave the land of Israel? Nothing in the Bible, nothing in biblical history talks about it. Uh, the orthodox position is that Jesus grew up in Nazareth with his family until it was time for him to begin his ministry. While the Bible doesn't explicitly say this, it implied that the following passage in the Gospel of Luke, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went to the synagogue as was the custom um, and he stood up to read. All spoke of him well, were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't he the son of, isn't he Joseph's son? They said. So Jesus said to them, surely you will quote this proverb to me. Um, Anyway, um, on and on it goes. It's in Luke chapter 4 verse 16 and chapter 22 verse 22. So until he was 12, 13, he never goes anywhere. Yet um, the church has somehow managed to raise this history now why okay um you have to know that jesus was not european or not indian he was arab so these are arab bedouins okay whether you like it or not they're arab bedouins they live in the desert they have to go out on trades caravan trips there is no city there is not really um a modern day life that we have to, and in ancient in the ancient world in the Arab desert, uh, they lived in tribes. Uh, the women looked after the tribes; they were matrilineal. The women took after the looked after the tribes, looked after the education of the tribes. Um, 
And once they started the education of the tribes, they would train them in the basic education, in basic trades, learning the Torah, um, little by little, basic trades uh, around the house, around the tribe, uh, helping the women in whatever farming that could be done, in in whatever uh, tribal work that could be done. And the men went out to search for food or or trades or practice their trade. by the age of seven, if they were caravan, if their fathers were caravan uh, traders, the son would start, if they had sons, they would start to join the traders. Okay? Uh, and by the time they were about eight, uh, 13, uh, they would start learning the laws of, Judea, of uh, the Torah. Uh, the reason being this area is very, very... Um, very, very seismic, as we see the Turkey earthquakes, it's sitting on a fault line. There were continuous uh, earthquakes, uh, volcanic events, a lot of pandemics, a lot of disease, a lot of viruses, a lot of leprosy and uh, skin-related diseases. And anyone who was related to these, who had any type of these diseases, was chastised, completely chastised. So there were laws how to lead your life, laws how to uh, handle people, how to clean yourself, how to wash yourself, what to do, and all of those, especially if you went from one place to the other place on caravan trade, okay? And that commenced, the Bedouin sons would go on caravan trade starting at the age of seven years old. So they had to learn uh, also how to, you know, how to survive in the desert. They also had to learn from their fathers how to, the astronomy, the stars, how to use the stars as um, and and the and the comets in the sky to measure your 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 mileage, measure where you're going to 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 maintain your trails, wherever you're going, how to form a trail, how to follow a trail, and they would be taught by their by their fathers. And this always started around seven, slowly by slowly, and around thirteen, they had to start learning the. Torah and Torah laws, because the Torah laws is all about maintaining sanity and cleanliness in a very difficult area. So a difficult area uh, around a difficult area around the seismic uh, Judea or the Levant, uh, Arab tribes roaming around the place would very much mean that um, they had to learn a lot, and Jesus. By the age he was, he was 13, he was articulate because he went to the Temple Mount for Passover. It's a Jewish feast and where he gets lost in the temple and his parents find him, uh, uh, you know, debating with the, with the rabbis. So this guy is, seems to be someone who had knowledge, who likes knowledge, who likes to debate, had confidence in his voice, had confidence in the knowledge he had, but was not very comfortable with the suffocation of that land, with the suffocation of the rabbis, with the corruption that was going on. So in order to rise above the corruption, arise above the suffocation of the Jewish rabbis and the Orthodox class, the Sanhedrin, which was their parliament, this guy, Jesus, or this boy, he seems to be wanting to know more knowledge to rise above the status quo. Because he wants to rise above the status quo and meet other people, he 
people think that he went in search of knowledge elsewhere. Now, remember, Jesus grew up in Nazareth. Um, Nazareth is a very small village town, and it's very close to, um, it's about four kilometers away from another um another big Roman town where there was a lot of work, a Roman town that was being built, and I can't remember the name, uh, but this town that was being built, there was a lot of work the Romans were building in the area, and so four kilometers traveling from Nazareth, the small tribal village of Nazareth, to this town where Jesus' father would have worked, um, meant Jesus met a lot of people from other groups of other walks of life, Romans, uh, Greeks, Persians, uh, travelers, traders, who, because the main central trade route was passing through this big town where Jesus' father worked. His father, Joseph, was a carpenter. Um, so he was using his trade in this town, uh, building and working for the Romans, it would seem, because there's nothing much that's said about it, but considering the fact he was a carpenter, he was living four kilometers away from a Roman town with a lot of work, made sense that this man, Jesus' father, was working there. And it also made sense um, that Jesus would have met other people, been exposed to different points of view, been exposed to conversations, uh, been exposed to different uh, walks of life, people from different uh, backgrounds and his confidence and his knowledge would have been more and higher up there than any other local kid in Judea which was cordoned off and by the Judaic Sanhedrin by the orthodoxy not allowing any non-Jewish person to enter because they was a they're very close insulated group because of the because of this seismic zone um, in order to fend off any uh, bacteria, any any uh, plague, they kept it strict strict control on the ways of life of the of the locals, and this is can be seen even today. They Jews stay in uh, Orthodox Jews stay in insular communities. It's very much like staying in COVID nineteen all the time, forever and ever and ever. But that led to um, that led to a lot of corruption uh you know when one person controls the 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 banks and one con person controls the state it, it leads to a lot of corruption so there was a lot of corruption during this time people were poor people were not rising above the status quo uh everyone else had more money everyone else had more knowledge the phoenicians had more knowledge the philistine had more knowledge and all of this occurred on and on and on again and it was and um, these people who were supposed to be the chosen one, but similarly were just poor and always needy, always fighting. And Jesus, uh, even at the age of ten, he realized there was a problem. There was a disconnect between what was written in the Bible of Moses Torah compared to what other people were telling him. So he was ready to have this debate. Uh, with the rabbis in the temple of Jerusalem uh, when he was 12, 13. He would have had to come from Galilee, which is north of Judea, um, towards uh, Jerusalem, where the Temple Mount was, and that would have been a big, a big trek. Now, after this, he, after he, he, has, uh, he goes to Jerusalem for a Passover, and he finally uh, has this conversation with the rabbis. Uh, the problem here is... 
the problem here is that he disappears. So he's going in search of knowledge to rise above the status quo and to confront the rabbis and their corruption. So he could have, he seems like a man who wanted knowledge. So he seems to have wandered off somewhere to search this knowledge. He could have gone to Alexandria in Egypt, which is a town which was very important. He could have gone to Cairo, uh, where there were a lot of other, um, you know, um, big center on the, on the in Egypt. He could have gone to um, Rome which is in Europe because there, that was the seat of the Roman power. He could have gone to Persia, Persian towns uh, of, um, um, of Baghdad. Uh, or Baghdad was not built, but Baghdad was built later, but on the, on the, on the, um, all the city of Baghdad, which, which predated Baghdad, was called uh, Setesfion. Setesfion was a huge town, a learning town of uh, libraries were there. People came from all over, and this town was then overtaken by the Muslims, uh, by Islamic invaders, and these town, this town then gets its name as um, Baghdad. Baghdad is, is, comes up about 35 kilometers away from uh, Setesfion. But yes, effectively, uh, he would have gone then. He could have gone to Gandhara, which is, um, which is modern-day uh, Afghanistan. Uh, we have the Buddhist empires there. Absolutely, he would have gone to get knowledge. He, he could have gone to Ethiopia, uh, which was a center for Jews at that point, and, and many Jewish uh, scholars uh, passed through there. He could have gone anywhere along the Mediterranean coast, along what is modern-day Morocco, Tunisia, he could have gone there, and he could have also gone to uh, India, uh, travel the route, uh, the Silk Route, and come to India or via the uh, Red Sea Route. He could have come to northern India, but there is no proof. And because India is a scent, is a very rich land at that point, because India is very rich in resources, water, food, agriculture, we know we have the Ayurvedas to help people who are uh, sick. We know we have universities, Takshila, tak, um, Nalanda, we have a lot of universities, places of knowledge. Um, so he could have come here, yes, but we don't know. The bottom line is we don't know where he went, and there is no evidence that he came to India. Uh, but here is uh, one of the big reasons. Uh, a person, uh, an older um, a traveler, uh, by the name of Nicholas Notovich, a Russian war correspondent who visited India and Tibet in the late, late 19th century. Uh, learned the life of Saint Isa, the best of the sons of men. <coughs> Sorry, Mr. Notovich chronicles the life of Saint Isa, whom he who whom he identifies as Jesus. Tells how Saint Isa grew in wisdom and knowledge while attending an ancient Indian university at Nalanda. However, Mr. Notovich's work was discredited by another person, Archibald Douglas, who claims that Mr. Notovich never visited the monastery of Hemis, where he supposedly learned about. Saint Isa. We can argue and speculate on why theories regarding Jesus abound, but main thing to take away is that despite the origin of these theories, the ultimate source is the father of the lies. Sorry, um, as he's as he did in the beginning, so he, is he doing now. Um, 
basically there is no proof what the, the article is trying to say the church has never confirmed it the bible has never confirmed it there's nothing there um the vatican has never confirmed it neither is the orthodox church or the egyptian um church uh, any of the churches ever confirmed it but there have been books on this and uh, there was a book and i bought this book one like i said mr notovich was a russian jew who converted to or greek orthodoxy um and he he was the one who who wrote in the beginning the life of saint isa um but he was debunked later by other people uh, who said that, look, uh, they retraced his roots and met with um, people from this uh, Tibetan monastery uh, where this Russian journalist left. And he, they were told that there was absolutely no one over there, uh, no person of um, Arab origin who came here to heal a broken leg, which Jesus had broken a leg at that point of time. That's why he ended up in the monastery. So no, uh, there's no proof. Now again, um, why is this taking place? Why am I talking about this? Because missionaries in India have been lying to poor folk who uh, are trying to rise up above the status quo, but missionaries are trying to use their weakness and their, in, uh, and their ignorance and trying to say that Jesus came here in, in when he was alive. And so Jesus started Christianity and uh, Christianity does belong to India. India does not belong to the Hindus. India belongs to Christians. Um, India is a land of Christianity and Hindus have no right to throw us out. But we have the right to convert you and you don't have the right to say anything to us. Basically, long and short of the story, and Jesus is going to come again at the end of the world, and uh, he's going to take all of us to heaven. He's the Messiah. And poor Hindus, poor people will believe this because they're looking for a way out of their misery. And so absolutely, um, they are pl playing this con game, and whether, you know, who's playing it exactly, I don't know. Um, someone asked this of me, but uh, it, it's not true, okay? We, we have no proof is what I'm trying to say. Again, if someone comes up to you with this, first of all, you have to say right off the bat, Jesus did not start Christianity. It was started by the Roman Empire. Jesus was not an early Christian. Uh, his disciples were not early Christians. Uh, it's the church who gave them the label and the title of early Christians, but they were not early Christians. Let's make a long, short story about that. Um, Jesus Jesus never started Christianity. So the label itself is wrong. Calling Jesus a Christian uh, wrong. Calling Jesus the founder of Christianity is wrong. That Christianity is based on the teachings of Jesus and God is wrong. Started with the Roman Empire. Using material knowledge and, and tales about Jesus uh, that survived his time um, and taken by his proponents of his political movement because it was a political movement, nothing else. 
uh, then making it into an imperial organization, then making it into a religion and an ideology. No, uh, Jesus did not start Christianity. So anyone confronts you with this, please uh, have no fear to tell them uh, what it is right off the bat. And also uh, know that there's nothing here to say that Jesus really came. He could have gone anywhere in those years. He was looking for knowledge. He was already uh, in touch with people who were not Jews. He was not living in Judea. He was living outside the jurisdiction of the Jewish uh, orthodoxy. And so he was able to meet people from all walks of life. And that's why he had more knowledge and he could have absolutely gone to get more knowledge, but there's nothing confirmed. Historians have lit, written a book, um, but more than likely he, he went on caravan trades with his father or went in search of knowledge where we don't know. And it is traditional Jewish way of life to start imparting knowledge of the Torah uh, once the son grows up, becomes an adult, and that is when they have their bar mitzvah. So a bar mitzvah is around that time. I really don't know exactly which age it is, and I apologize for that. Um, but once he he receives his bar mitzvah, I think then they will start imparting him knowledge of the Torah so he can go on caravan trips with his father. Uh, that is all all Arabs and all Jewish will Jewish people will do that. And he would have been he started his journey with his father and also started his journey learning the Torah. He would also have wanted to learn more about other people. So there could have been anything uh, that happened during this time. The churches kept quiet and definitely, definitely, we have no proof that he came to India. So please do not buy these fake tales by these missionaries. They're just there to con you. Uh, on that note, I wish you a very, very present, uh, pleasant day, pleasant week. I wish you all the very best. A lot of healing, my friend. Whatever the stories are, remember we're all currents and that form the waves. We are currents, okay? And we are waves. We go up and we come down, but we are part of the same ocean. So please um, heal. What is important now is we're having this conversation to trickle to trigger conversations in your homes with your friends. Please share this with whoever you can. This is important. And have that conversation with your, with your friends and your family because having that conversation in your home will lead to conversation in your streets. Conversation in your streets will lead to conversation at your borders. And that will stop the violence in your homes and the violence on your, in your streets and we will heal. So thank you very much for your time. I hope you have a great, great day and uh, cheers and stay safe.